This is brought to you by Never Die Clothing Line that can be found on RageOn.com under the Pay That Fee profile. That is Never Die Clothing Line on the Rage.com Pay That Fee profile. Hello everybody, my name is Jordan. I am currently laying in a bed next to the love of my life, but I'm still going to talk to y'all about what I need to talk to y'all about because I feel like it could help a lot of people. And this podcast is going to be about fatherhood. Sometimes you guys feel like you've done everything you can when you really didn't. I'm going to tell you about my trials and my tribulations, the things I went through, moving to another state, gaining, failing, having, not having. It all come together, man. It's all part of life. Sometimes you guys feel like you did everything you could and you didn't. Sometimes you did everything you could and it still failed. You know? But that's part of what this is, so we're going to get into it. This first segment, guys, is going to be about the history and how this fatherhood all started. I came from a two-parent household. You know, they had their problems, and so a lot of times I wasn't at the house to spend a lot of time with my grandmas, with my aunties, at cousins' houses and things like that so my parents could get it together, but they finally did, and I love them for it, so... Things I got going on in my life, or the things that I went through, I can't blame my father, I can't blame my mother. This is all me. I have a brother, we don't fuck with each other. That's a whole nother story. But that's the history of my life, okay? Um, played football all through high school, all as a kid, and broke my wrist, thought I was going to be the man, that was over with. So that's the end of that. So... <clears throat> Got me a job at a factory, and I started selling weed. Not heavy, but, like, to my buddies and stuff like that, you know, making sure I had something to smoke and, you know, making a little extra 100, 200 bucks here and there. You know, nothing crazy, but it was enough for me, and I didn't have any bills at the time, except for my phone bill, so... It was all right. I was doing well for myself. Um, was with the mother of my children, who, when I met her, was at Markham Roller Rink. If you're from Illinois, you already know why and how I met her. Yep, juking, but that's another story. But anyway, um, I got with her because I noticed two things about her. She got straight A's. And her, her friends followed her. She didn't follow them. She was not a follower, okay? And that was attractive to me. Not her booty, not her titties, not her face. Her, the way she carried herself. So I said, this is the one. This is the one I'm going to be with. This is the one I'm going to get pregnant. And I tried to do adult things way too fucking fast. 
I tried to make adult decisions with a teenager's mind. So after a miscarriage and a, an abortion, we finally got to have my son. At I was the age of 20. She was 18. Fresh out of high school. She had a kid, did not go to college, which was not the plan at all. Because once I knew I wasn't playing football, I told her, I said, look, I'm going to work. And I want you to go to school. I don't want you to have to worry about working. I don't want you to have to do anything. But get your degrees. So we started working on that, but she wanted to do online school. I didn't like that shit, but that's how it went. And I say about a year after that, her father got out of jail. I didn't know. I knew he was in jail for murder, but I didn't know that the person he murdered family stayed three doors down so I just used to it all made sense now because they used to always get these weird looks when I came when I came over there and then you know just whisper and say certain things so it was it was weird you know what I mean and when he got out it got even weirder because when he got out he wanted to instantly go back to what he was doing in the early 90s and he just didn't understand that it wasn't the early 90s anymore it's not the early 90s anymore. You can't just stand out in your driveway and on the corner and sell crap. You can't just you can't just do it like that. So he needed our help. So instead of him doing it himself so he could go back straight to jail, he pulled me in, a couple guys across the street, my brother, and like four of my friends. And we got a spot. That was maybe four or five blocks away. It's an apartment building, and shit, we pretty much took over that area. From then on, I mean, because we were already pretty much known in that area. So it wasn't nobody really fucking with us like that. So it was pretty much straight. We didn't have to worry about no gunplay too much and shit like that. Shit like that, uh, you know, as long as we was in that area, we were straight. But I didn't want to live that type of life. I didn't want to live like that, you know. I wanted to make people proud, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be in jail not seeing my son. I don't want to get robbed and shot, you know. And the police find me in the alley two days later and shit like that. I don't want that. I didn't want that for myself, and I didn't want that for my friends or my brother. So... Like a dummy, I still continued to do it because the money was too fucking good. And by this time, which was like a year later, we were doing it for about a year and a half before everything broke down. I had another son on the way. So, uh, yeah. And, you know, as time went on, things just got a little crazy. And if you've ever been in, in that type of situation, you already know how it goes. Eventually, something's going to happen. So, like I said, I don't know if they told, but like I said, he murdered somebody at the house three doors down. So, you think it's a surprise that we got raided? I don't. So, 
I come from work because I always kept a job while I was selling drugs because I just wanted to make grown man decisions, which I thought I was. And I think being at work saved me that day because I definitely would have been in her house. They came, and at this time I had a blue Caprice 92 Chevy bubble. Nice as fuck. Nice speakers in it, all that, you know. I was taking care of myself and taking care of my family pretty well. And I was coming from work, and I pulled up to her house, and the house is surrounded by SWAT and Markham police, and, you know, it's just a crazy scene. Everybody on the block watching and shit, and my baby mom's at the end of the block, and she's crying, and she's telling me to pull the fuck off because they're inside of there, and they're asking for her father, the guys across the street, and whoever drives the blue Caprice. So I take her advice, and I pull the fuck off. And, you know, I go to my brother's house, tell him what's going on. We get to hiding everything and making sure that, you know, if something else happened, there's no more drugs to be found. That's exactly what we did. And I pulled back around my baby mother's house maybe about a couple hours later. There are no police there. But all the items that I work hard for to buy are all broken and cut open. And the mattresses are cut open and... Closet doors are broken off the hinges. I put glass doors. I put mirror doors in her room. We remodeled her whole room when we had my first child. The mirror's broken. The bassinet and the, and the crib that I bought them are outside in the driveway. All the stuffed animals on the bed and all the stuffed animals that was in the crib are all ripped open in the garbage can. But the ounce of coke and the scale that I had is still on the shelf. So I kind of think, like, you know, what the fuck? Was y'all really looking for this shit? Or were y'all just trying to tear the fucking house up to send a message? I don't know. But my fatherhood started off crazy. And her father ended up going right back to jail. And I think her family and her missed him so much that the only time they got to spend with him and he went right back in... It fucked them up. I'm not going to lie. But he was a bipolar schizophrenic. He was fucking crazy. He was fucking crazy. He did not care about going back to jail. He didn't care about too much about anything. I don't even think he really cared about spending too much time with his family. He just wanted to get back out and sell drugs. That was his thing. And shortly after that, I began to see that my baby mother takes right after her father. She's a bipolar schizophrenic, too. And without medication, that gets worse over time. So I couldn't notice it at first. But over a couple more years, I started to notice it. And I think it just drove her mother to the point where she was ready to go. The house got raided. Her husband's back in jail. Her fucking daughter's driving her nuts. And she's got a kid in here and another kid on the way. So she sat me down one day. She told me, you know, it's time for us to go. I'm taking all of them. I'm taking my son. I'm taking my daughter. And I'm taking my grandkids, the one that is here and the one that's on the way. And we're all going to South Carolina. She said, now, you can stay here if you want to or you can come with us. And at this time, I think all I had was about $3,000. And everything that I love and everybody I know is in Illinois, but... This is my family that I started. So, of course, I'm not going to 
leave them or let them leave me. So I went to South Carolina. I mean, I mean, I had to. I had to go to South Carolina. Like, what else do you do? You know what I mean? And that changed everything. Because at this point, my baby mom was dealing with her bipolar schizophrenia, which was getting worse. And her brother was getting older and he ready. I mean, it was just a lot. And not to and not to mention that her mother was actually sick. She's a a rapid, consistent cigarette smoker who needed to stop immediately but never did. And I cannot say that the beginning of this fatherhood was much of anybody else's fault, how it went. I could have made a lot of decisions to do different things, but like I said, I thought I was making grown man decisions, and I was wrong. But this is our first segment. I hope you guys enjoyed it. The second segment will be about the road trip to South Carolina and how things went for that first year. All right, thank you.